What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Bring in show music, please. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Claire Odumodi. Today on Squawk Pod, Walmart's drastic inflation warning. The profit cut heard around Wall Street. If you want some lawn furniture, that may be available at a much cheaper price than before. And now food and gas and all of the other things that people actually do need are higher. And high stakes on the hill. Senator Todd Young on bringing chip makers to America's heartland. There's a national security imperative for this so that we can be more resilient the next time a pandemic or any sort of natural disaster occurs. And also, if there's a geopolitical event. Those stories plus surging natural gas prices and, yes, Elon Musk's extracurriculars. Plus, tales from the crypto, Washington's plans for our wallets with CNBC's Elon Moy. If someone uses Bitcoin to buy a cup of coffee, they'd have to pay capital gains. Have you found a person that has? I don't know why you would use Bitcoin to buy a cup of coffee. It's Tuesday, July 26, 2022. Squawk Pod begins right now. First up today, a stark warning from the nation's largest retailer. Walmart cut full year and quarterly guidance, saying inflation is causing consumers to spend more on necessities like food and less on clothing or electronics. This shift in spending marks a change from the pandemic era behavior when people were upgrading things around the house, stocking up on electronic devices or making discretionary purchases. Now we're spending on what we need. And retailers are left with a lot of inventory on store shelves that isn't being bought forcing them, particularly the big box stores, to aggressively mark down items. This news alarmed investors, sending retail stocks lower. Walmart itself is set to lose billions in market value today, and the timing is critical. This week is a big one for quarterly reports from America's largest companies. The latest figures on economic growth are due Thursday, and the Federal Reserve begins its two-day policy meeting today. The central bank is expected to raise interest rates in a targeted attempt to curb inflation. The Fed's move will have a tremendous impact on what kind of economy we're living in. One with a strong consumer, low unemployment, a healthy growth or something more challenged. Squawk Box anchors Joe Kernan, Becky Quick and Andrew Ross Sorkin got into Walmart's warning today. I'll hand things off to Andrew. And I think you're starting to see this across the board. And, and the question is, does any of this do work for Jay Powell in the sense that you're bringing prices down on one? Well, but it's complicated because you're bringing yeah, prices yeah. down on one side. So if you want some lawn furniture, that may be available at a much cheaper price than before. Clothes right. and other things that maybe uh, were not necessities. And now food and gas and all of the other things that people actually do need. Are higher, but now they're going to lose. They're going to have lower profits for the year now, and that wasn't like that before. Because they the were, stuff that people want, groceries, they have thinner profit margins on. It's it's things like electronics where they were able to get higher profit margins on some of these things. And I, I think this kind of speaks to the ch- shift 
in what people want, what consumers want. We wanted goods at that point. You couldn't right. do anything. Now people are taking the money they do have and maybe spending it on more on services. But I think this also speaks to Walmart's customer. It's the lower end that's really getting pinched by the higher prices right. of necessities. But whenever you try to value a stock, you, you assign the multiple based on the growth rate. I have no idea what the growth rate is. Growth rate is not right. positive. It's not negative. Positive. It's going down. A uh, company that size going down. And it, and it is a proxy for the overall. Amazon, but it's the same. Th you know, Amazon Amazon's might be a, down. a marginally yeah. higher quality down customer, but I'm not so sure. Yeah. Down in sympathy. But I, I think you're also talking about what thing, what people want. They bought so many of these things, they don't need it at this right. point. The retailers had been chasing demand, trying to make sure that they were bringing in the inventory that people wanted. People shifted pretty quickly, and they're going to be left holding right. a bag with it, like trying to get rid of all this inventory that they've got to kind of clear out of the way, the stuff that they'd been building up. I was immediately conflicted because my allowing the Biden administration sort of to say it's not, you know, don't use the back-to-back quarters and I'm sort of I, I agree with that kind of because I'm not sure it describes fully the what situation but then you see this and it's like that's pretty indicative of, of a sharp slowdown so then I think well the market's not down more because maybe it takes some pressure off of Jay Powell right and maybe 75 I mean 75? Well, no, are 70, you sure we need to do 75? No, you'll get 75 now. The question are is you, you sure get 75 later. Right? right, but are you sure you need it after Walmart says this? Are we how sure? quickly we have shifted. You're I know, I know, I know, I know. And Wait now, but, but then we come back to how stubborn is inflation on the wage side of things. You, you read everything. Nobody's got people. You go to a restaurant, half the ta they, only try, they only book half the tables because they don't have people to, to, do to, the, serve, to do the service. Uh, now we're going into summer vacation. They don't have people, right. they staff for vacation. this. You read that article Yeah, I read that article right. too. So, so that's, but that, that shows the real problem with trying to deal with inflation on just hurting demand. You well, know, inflation's bad enough, you don't, and you want to slow the economy. Look, I, I wish there I was an... I that's, think it's still on the table that you could have a full basis point. You could have 100... But, but, yep. Uh, what, slow us down even more? Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, but potentially you because to. you have to do it now, because if this is what's I coming, you disagree have to raise with, rates I, I agree with to this. kill the inflation. I don't want to raise taxes. I don't want to, I don't want to do demand stuff. That I, want, I want to stimulate the supply side and have people starting businesses. Not make things more expensive to do, but start, start from the ground up so that you make it easier for people to that succeed and start though. businesses. It takes time and you need to A, that takes time right and the conundrum right now is you create more supply, I mean, more demand and then, then you, right. you can't start a business because inflation's too bad. So Bingo. it's just also, the, oh, that's all it's the circular. cost that, that It's we, a vicious that, cycle. Right. Which is Not why a virtuous see circle. Weird but like also, interest rates coming down the day before we expect the Fed to raise rates. Right. <laughs> we're going to raise rates sharply until next year when we're going to cut rates sharply. So, Stop and start economy. This, there's just some but, but really if, weird things that happened in the last stay, few years. You know, it just, because we already front-end loaded it and built the stimulus But in. it's just now weird to read that. that. We expect sharp increases this year to be followed by some decreases next year. It's like they don't go up in the first place. One last point. We'll be hearing from Amazon later this week. And I know that they're moved down in sympathy with Walmart. Yeah. Having said that, Half, more than half the wall, the Amazon business services. Yeah. Is, is AWS and the rest and, and all of its other businesses right. in a B2B land so far, B2B has held up. Right. So is it fair? Well, we'll see. I, I, mean, I, I was know. thinking, you know, Snap, I really don't care. You know, it's advertising. I don't use it anyway. But when Walmart says stuff like this, that's when you, you know, it Snap the economy. It is, I guess, advertising. Part. Part. It is. Uh, but this just is, hits home. It hits home because you're hanging out at Walmart every day? 
I yeah. love Walmart. Right. I love the whole story. And what, what might make it likely that we see a bona fide uh, recession in Europe, Russia plans to further reduce natural gas supplies to Europe this week. Gazprom said exports through the Nord Stream pipeline to Germany would drop from its current rate of just 40 percent of capacity all the way down to 20, 20 percent of capacity starting tomorrow. And um, as you can imagine, here's what the Putin's saying, the company blaming sanctions related problems. So it's it's not our fault. These are these are sanctions that the West is putting on us. Uh, and that has caused turbines, which have already reduced uh, flows. They, they can't supposedly it's impacting he, he says right, the only turbines. one of six turbines are, are, right. are able to function right now. But they, but he warned you, he threatened this last week when they put it up to 40 percent. They said, yeah, but next week we may drop it to 20. And they won't. He can. Natural gas prices obviously jumped in Europe. They had already doubled this year before yesterday's move. So you got no energy and what you do have costs as much as what you used to have when you had Economic 100%. Economic terrorism. And, and they, it, it's better for him to go to 20 than zero because at 20 he can slowly have Germany twisting in the wind. And, well, and with, the, with the promise that maybe 10, if you remove some of the sanctions, we can get it back to 40 or 50 percent. Exactly. Did you see? Did you see the the conjecture that? That uh, they had a body double for Putin. Did you look closely at it? No, didn't see, I didn't that? see that. He looked great, great walking along. Looks, I mean, better than he's looked in years. And and I look really like I don't know. You always hear that they use body doubles. You don't know if you really believe it or not. That doppelganger. I look closely at his face, and I kind of think it might not have been him. I kind of might believe it. You got to check it out. Uh, it was right a now. couple of days ago. Uh, see whether that. And and he was like bouncing his step and supposedly he's not like that or hasn't been like that that healthy the national remember that movie dave i do was, was that kevin, was kevin kevin klein, kevin klein. Plays the president yeah. he's a body double he's a, a doppelganger yeah we haven't tmz'd at all what do we did it was was elon what do we what do we think there was a picture of him with sergey the night the before he used, the, the picture he sent to the new york post yeah. He says no. He says he's only seen her a he couple of times. No. I'm going with him on this. The reason I bring this up, Crazy Drudge, the, Druff, the Drudgington right. Post, which I call it now because it's so, I don't even recognize yeah. it. But they had that it must have been a, and they, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> it a must what? have been a quickie because they looked at his plane records to Basel and it, he was there for four hours. So instead of saying it probably didn't happen, they said he had to get in, he had to get out, he had to get quickly out, off the right. plane and maybe chop her over to the, to the hotel and then chop her up. Instead of just saying it's probably not true, they say, wow, it must have been premeditated, not just happened. Wouldn't I, you say I it probably didn't happen too. if you saw I it was four know. hours? Wouldn't you say it probably didn't happen if, it was, if he was only in Miami for four hours? Wouldn't that be what you'd think if he He's so directly denying tabloid. the report, but I, I don't know. But if you were in a t yellow clickbait tabloid, just the, but that's the bane the, of society, uh, wouldn't you? Huh? I'll give you the most fascinating story. part to me, though. Okay. You have the, the Wall Street Journal. No, the, you have the Wall Street Journal on one side, yeah. owned by Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. Saying one thing. Yeah. You have the New York Post, owned by Rupert Murdoch, saying, saying, saying the exact opposite. Not just the opposite. Not just the opposite. The exact, not the 179 exact, yes. or 181. So Putin said two years ago he was offered the opportunity to employ a body double as early as the early 2000s to carry out his duties for security purposes, but ultimately decided against it. It's a body double. I need right. a body CIA double. Director William. Next up on Squawk Pod, geopolitics of chips the high stakes of stateside manufacturing with Senator Todd Young.
this is not only the petroleum of the 21st century, uh, this, is, this is a higher value added and, and uh, we have to have uh, our own strategic source of these. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. You're listening to Squawk Pod. Good morning and welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC, live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Joe Kernan, along with Becky Quick and Andrew Ross Sorkin. A key vote uh, on the multi-billion dollar bill to support U.S. computer chip manufacturing expected to take place uh, in the Senate this morning. Backers are hoping Congress can get the bill to President Biden's desk before lawmakers go on recess next month. Joining us now, Senator Todd Young of Indiana. He was the lead Republican sponsor of a China competition bill that helped form the basis of the current CHIPS legislation. Do you have any second thoughts about what the normal sort of Republican or or maybe even libertarian viewpoint would be on uh, on a public-private partnership, uh, essentially, on on what this is, Senator? In other words, you know, the federal government historically is not great at at picking winners and losers in the economy and not, not great at at implementing strategies where, where they do things like that. Yeah, Joe, thanks for having me on. Well, I, I will say the federal government historically has been actively involved since at least the Civil War in investing in basic research. This legislation does that not just with respect to semiconductors, but hypersonics, quantum computing, et cetera. And it also has a really important role to play with respect to national security. And this is a national security bill, which is why we have so much support from the generals, the admirals, uh, Trump national security officials, and those in this current administration, and frankly, why we have a lot of bipartisan support to get this done quickly. Do you think that, just frankly speaking, do you think, we're seeing all the controversy about uh, Speaker Pelosi and Taiwan, et cetera. In the back of everyone's mind, do you you think that the frailty of our chip supply because of a, a, you know, a dangerous world, is that what's behind it or is it jobs? Because I could see where you'd want to bring Silicon Valley to the rest of the country, to all different parts of the country and, and, and do the technology there. But in the back of our mind, is it really about that Taiwan eventually goes to China? I mean, it's actually about both. So, uh, you know, we, we source all of our high-end computer chips, uh, mostly from Taiwan, from some, some from South Korea. And we just can't be that dependent on a, on a country so far away from the continental United States for our missile system uh, chips, for uh, the components that go into our radars and our aircraft and, and, and so forth. So this is an effort to do exactly what all other large economy countries are now doing, which is to incentivize the location of these chip fabrication plants into the United States. And naturally, 
many of them will be located across the heartland in states like Indiana, which I happen to rep represent. Uh, of course, uh, rank-and-file Americans are, are excited about the economic opportunities, and they should be. Uh, we're very good at making things and, and making high-end things very well. Uh, but they should also understand that there's a national security imperative for this so that we can be more resilient the next time a pandemic or any sort of natural disaster occurs. And also, if there's a geopolitical event, whether that's the uh, intentional distortion of markets by a state capitalist economy like uh, the communist Chinese, or an interruption uh, in, in, on account of, of uh, design by the Chinese communist leader. So we need to be resilient against that sort of thing. That's why this is a national security investment. Senator, it's, it's a real, uh, there is a real price tag for it. It's, it's, a, it's a fair amount of money. And other uh, critics maybe from the right have said, you could, you could go across the board with, with all companies and do a research and development uh, tax credit. You could do a... Uh, you know, make it easier to write things off. You could, you could not raise corporate taxes. There's so many other ways that you could do it and spend that money where you're not saying, okay, we're just doing this to the, the, the semiconductor industry. Then the other critic would say, now you're going to have every company that competes with China coming to you hat in hand and saying, you know, you help the chip makers. Look what they're dumping this. They're doing that. They're non-competitive here. We need a subsidy, too. Where's our subsidy? And, and both of those things are, are slippery slopes. Well, listen, our job is to navigate these slopes as, as members of Congress, as elected officials. And I can provide a, a real distinction between a, a high-end computer chip, which essentially is needed to run a modern economy, uh, anything with an on-off switch, frankly, requires a computer chip these days. So this is not only the petroleum of the 21st century, uh, this, is, this is a higher value added, and, and uh, we have to have uh, our own strategic source of these. Uh, but I would also say uh, that, you know, to the extent others come hat in hand to us, um, I will push them back. Those who argue for, for uh, broader R&D incentives uh, to this level of generosity uh, won't be well received here in Congress. I do favor, uh, in fact, my name is on it. I introduced an extension of the existing R&D deduction. We want to make it a, a credit for high growth companies. So I've tried to, I've tried to socialize that idea and uh, see if we might get that passed. Uh, it's really important that we incentivize research and development. We have the most innovative people, the most creative businesses in the world. And I think before year's end, we may meet with success uh, with respect to that R&D provision in our tax code as well. well we, still, we still do lead the, the world in, in the technology and in, in chip making equipment. We lead the world and in, in the intellectual property. A lot of what, what, what we're importing are just commodity type chips where it makes more sense in, in some respect. Uh, for labor and other issues, um, you know, maybe not to make all of them here. So uh, once again, you're, you're, the government's getting involved with, with capital allocation, which there, you know, there's a, I, there's a few instances, I guess, where they're not, you know, public-private partnerships, but a lot of times it's not a good outcome. It's wasteful. Well, if you'll allow, just briefly, sir, um, I, I, I think it's a, an important point you brought up. The, the differential in, in price between a chip made in Asia and a chip made in the United States, uh, very little of it has to do with labor or environmental standards, the sort of things we typically think about as we analyze comparative advantage. Instead, they're related to incentives. So when you have Japan, Taiwan, South Korea, Communist China, European countries all offering incentives to locate there, 
you know as well as I do that uh, companies look to the next marginal investment return. Where, where can I get the highest ROI for my owners for that next dollar invested? Uh, if we don't have these sorts of incentives that other countries do, we're not going to be able to attract the capacity here, and, and frankly, we won't be resilient. The other thing I'd say is we're not ahead in some technologies. Hypersonic technology, which is used to carry nuclear weapons, uh, the Chinese are actually ahead of us. Again, a national security investment. Artificial intelligence, Eric Schmidt and, and his national security uh, commission on this have indicated that within a couple of years, China could pass us with respect to AI, which will be critical to fighting and winning 21st century wars. So it's really important that we make these investments now, lay the seed corn for future growth and, and resiliency in the future. All right, Senator. Thank you. Is Speaker Pelosi, what, what's the, la I haven't seen today. Is, is that trip still on? Do you know? Is that? Gosh, I hope she doesn't pull any punches there. She needs to visit now, now that the president has spoken out. And, and we need to send a message to the Chinese Communist Party that we will defend those fabs. We will defend our Ty Taiwanese friends if necessary. Yeah. What a world. All right, Senator, uh, appreciate it. Thanks. Good to have you on. Thank you. Cheese will be next. Coming up on Squawkpod. We're headed into the cryptoverse, trouble for Coinbase, and what's on deck in Washington with CNBC's Elon Moy. The idea behind this is to sort of treat cryptocurrency as a currency, just like you would any type of foreign denomination. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magirite is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Canva. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. You're listening to Squawk Pod with Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Here's Becky. Shares of Coinbase taking a hit this morning after Bloomberg reports that the SEC is investigating whether the company let users trade digital assets that should have been registered as securities. That kind of trading could push Coinbase into having to register with the government as an exchange. On Twitter, Coinbase's chief legal office said, officer, I should say, said, I'm happy to say it again and again, we are confident that our rigorous due diligence process, a process that the SEC has already reviewed, keeps securities off our platform, and we look forward to engaging with the SEC on the matter. A refresher. He then included a link to a blog post from a few days ago that was titled, Coinbase does not list securities, end of story. New this morning, a bipartisan pair of senators floating an idea that could make paying with cryptocurrency much more of an everyday thing. Elon Moy joins us 
with the latest on that. Good morning. Well, good morning, Andrew. That bill is being introduced today, and it would allow consumers to buy things with Bitcoin without having to worry about paying a capital gains tax. Now, this proposal comes from Republican Senator Pat Toomey and Democrat Kirsten Sinema. The goal is to encourage public adoption of cryptocurrency by making it easier to conduct everyday purchases. Right now, if you buy something with Bitcoin, even just a cup of coffee, you could technically owe the IRS capital gains tax on the crypto that you used. The Virtual Currency Tax Fairness Act would exempt transactions of less than $50 from that requirement. Now, in a statement, Senator Toomey said, quote, while digital, while digital currencies have the potential to become an ordinary part of Americans' everyday lives, our current tax code stands in the way. Now, several key industry groups support this idea, including the Blockchain Association, the Association for Digital Asset Markets, and Coin Center, which said that the bill could pave the way for using crypto in retail payments, subscription services, and for microtransactions. Now, Congress has been discussing a slew of crypto legislation over the past few months amid all this market volatility, but so far none of them have gone very far. A bill to regulate stablecoins that the House had hoped to formally debate this week has been punted until after summer recess. So we'll see how much momentum this new crypto tax bill picks up. But guys, it's clear that Congress is watching the industry closely. Back over to you. So I, I asked this next question out of ignorance, which is probably how I should uh, introduce every question I ask. But when you, when you think about just currency, the dollar, or if you were to buy, um, you know, the euro, um, what's the tax strat or structure in terms of, or the policy around if, if those currencies were to, uh, you know, rise immensely in value, would you pay taxes on them? I think so, you would, Andrew, right? it's not an ignorant question. I didn't know. I didn't know the answer to it either. And actually, no, uh, foreign currencies are exempted from this capital gains tax that you would have to pay if they eventually, you know, if you ended up having an increase in value on the currency that you use. And so the idea behind this is to sort of treat cryptocurrency as a currency, just like you would any type right. of foreign denomination um, and exempt it from that so capital currency gains tax. So currency investors don't pay taxes on, on, on small, their investments? There's a certain, there's a size of transactions, there's a, there's a threshold limit. I, a, I don't know what it is for foreign currencies, but there would be a right. threshold limit for this as well, you know, so that investors who are looking at crypto as an asset don't try to game the system by, you know, turning a large transaction or a large gain into several very small transactions so they can avoid that capital gains tax. I, I just think it's nice that you said if someone uses Bitcoin to buy a cup of coffee, they'd have to pay capital gains. Have you found a person that has those on Bitcoin? Uh, no, no I, that, that's probably I, not I have but, not used but, Bitcoin. Yeah. I, have not, I don't know why you would use Bitcoin to buy a cup of coffee, no, I'm just but saying that this is what the industry hopes that crypto would now. go. It, it right. would be, a, that is my point, it, it would <laughs> right. be, it most likely be a loss, uh, unless you bought it early. There's a lot of people who bought it early, uh, but anybody in the last year or so, you don't have a capital gain on your cup of coffee uh, the, or on what you're using. In, in, you under get, this bill, the, the, the basis is, your, the basis is zero. Yeah, offset the scone that you buy. All right. Thanks a lot. That's our podcast for this Tuesday. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Catch them weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 a.m. Eastern. And get the best parts of our TV show by following Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Have a lovely day, and let's do this again tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys.
This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.